In this episode of the TWIP podcast, I'm speaking with Edwina Hay, and it's all about the Black Women Photographers Flickr Grant. This is TWIP. Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. So there's this grant happening that Flickr is gonna be distributing to uh, a lucky photographer, a lucky black woman photographer uh, within, I think they're gonna be judging really soon on this. And lucky enough for me, because I know a couple people, I was able to get Edwina Hay on the podcast. She is on the judging panel for the, the Flickr grant. And I wanna dive into kind of what this grant is all about, some of the judging criteria that they'll, they'll be using when they look at these photos, and then maybe you can find out a little bit about Edwina as we have this conversation and a little teaser towards the end, we may talk a little bit about Beyonce because she recently went to a Beyonce concert and she's the only person on the planet I know that's ever been or has gone to one. So I gotta talk to her about that. So. Without further delay, Edwina, welcome to This Week in Photo. How are you doing? I'm great. Looking forward to talking to you about the grant and Beyonce and what are all, whatever else the conversation takes us to. <laughs> the queen, the queen. You know, that's, <laughs> we should start with that. That's what everybody would do. Uh, no, that's that's exciting. We were talking a little bit offstage, quote, offstage about that. And uh, I, have, I have so many questions, so many questions. <laughs> We may have to do a separate interview about that. <laughs> Perfect. I'm available whenever. Okay, let's totally do it. But let's let's dive in first. So you're you're on the judging panel for this grant, right? So let's before we dive into the grant itself, I want to hear a little bit about your background and who Edwina Hay is and kind of your your path to sitting on that panel and in photography and you know shooting concerts, which I know is one of the hardest genres of photographer photography to shoot how how were you in that so give me give me the whole story how, how did all this come about sure i started basically just going like i was was going to concerts on my own so i was in college and i kind of just figured out which venues around new york would allow me to bring my camera and not get in trouble by the security and i feel like a lot of concert photographers still do that today like figure out like oh i'm at the show and if you know there's it's you know kind of like at a bar or something it's very relaxed and smaller bands are very happy to have you take photos of them. So I kind of figured that out while I was in college. And then as I got more serious, I kind of reached out to outlets and kind of came on board as a contributor. I was at Impose Magazine a long time and actually just rejoined them um, as a photo editor for there nice. for about two years. And I kind of stopped because uh, I didn't have time to shoot concerts anymore. So I knew I wanted to get back into the photo pit with everybody else. So I kind of resigned from that and I'm doing it again. Um, I contribute to Brooklyn Vegan and uh, Bowery Presents, which is a local promoter that puts on shows. Um, and just basically anywhere that'll have me. I was, I'm was i in the latest issue of Cream Magazine. I did uh, portraits and um, photos in the studio with a band called Nation of Language, who just had an album come out. So that was done back in January and it's in their summer issue, which is available to buy from their website now. Um, and then I guess my road to Flickr is I joined in 2004 uh, with a two megapixel camera. And it's kind of funny going back and watching all my old stuff, just seeing all the different cameras that I've had over the years. But yeah. uh, right now I am 
using Nikon. I've been a Nikon user since about 2006. Um, I think my first one was like a D50. <laughs> and yes, I remember D2, it. Yeah. D200. And now I'm fully mirrorless. Uh, thanks to Black Women Photographers, I had a D750 and I was able to retire that. And now I'm shooting with a Nikon Z5, which was my first mirrorless that I saved up for and bought on my own. And I won a grant from Nikon and Black Women Photographers, where I'm now using a Nikon D7 II. So I have two bodies at shows, which is very helpful because uh, most big shows you shoot from the pit and you're only allowed the first three songs. So it just makes it easier to switch from one body to the another because I have two different lenses. I have a 24 to 70 and a 70 to 200 on the 70 to 200s on the Z5 and then the 24 to 70s on the Z7 II. So it kind of... Nice makes it easy to switch when you only have those three songs and you have to get out the pit. So I don't have to stand and unscrew lenses to, you know, go for a tighter shot or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, yeah. Yeah. It sounds a lot like photo. My background is in photojournalism. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, I was a combat photojournalist in the air force for, for about eight years. And mm -hmm. the, the, the move there is that right. You're not going to yeah. be, in a dusty environment, switching your lenses out. So it's, right. it's one body per lens and go, right? Yeah. So yeah, but concert photography reminds me in a lot of ways of like wedding <laughs> photography, mm. uh, you know, in terms of the one chance to get it right, no margin for error, high stress yeah. situation, but only instead of just cordial guests, you have raving fans screaming behind you and all this action unfolding on stage. How do you, if you're, I don't want to make this all about concert photography and all that. We'll get to the great. Yeah, no, I'm happy to answer but, it. But if you're up there, you're in the, you say you got, photographers are restricted to the pit, right? Which is yeah, that area so it's right that below area the area between the audience and stage. Um, it very, well, it depends. Like most venues do have that space most bigger venues i should say but if you're yeah. going to a smaller club you don't have that space it's kind of like i so if i'm shooting in a space with no photo pit i try to show up early to get the spot that i want right up front so i don't you know mm -hmm. have to cut through the crowd or ask someone like hey can i stand in front of you <laughs> for a yeah. couple songs yeah. and then fall back like i prefer to just show up early claim my spot get what i need and then i can fall back or go upstairs if i'm allowed so and try mm -hmm. to move around the space if you know if it's a smaller club but sometimes small clubs i just stay up front and just shoot the whole time yeah yeah and with with that i guess the 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 question around that was, are you, are photographers sort of planted in one spot throughout those three songs and you can't uh, we like can run around. around. I want to yeah. go backstage and get that shot no, really? silhouette or, you know, <laughs> I wish. Um, so the photo pass <laughs> allows you just be in that, uh, photo pit area for the first three songs and usually i try to move around and you know if there are other people in the pit you know, you try to tap them on the shoulder so you can pass by or, mm -hmm. you know, if it's wide enough, if people are closer to the stage, I try to go around. So I try to move around to just get different band members or if, you know, something else is happening on one side of the stage, then I try to move around as much as possible just so sure. you get different angles and perspectives and you're not just standing in front of one person the whole time. But sometimes mm -hmm. with certain acts, like 
if you're in a packed pit, there's really nothing you can do. And sometimes artists will restrict you to shoot on the sides, especially like theaters. You can only be on one place or I just did a soundboard shoot at MSG where I'm farther back by the soundboard, like, you know, so I'm kind of shooting overheads and I brought a step stool. So I'm standing on the step stool pretty much <laughs> the whole night. But yeah, it, it just depends on the venue and the situation. There are different rules. And, you know, if there's a certain rule in place, they'll let you know ahead of time. So you kind of just have to stick to what they want or what the artist that's, wants. That's awesome. I want to I'm going to put you on the spot and okay. officially <laughs> invite you back on the podcast to like, let's do it. Let's do a talk about about concert photography and ins and outs in. and, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I had a, I would I've love had to a, do that. I've yeah. had a couple of concert photographers on before. I don't I don't know how small or large that that industry is, but so I'm not sure if you know these guys or not, but Jay Blakesburg was on once. Um he does a lot of like he was talking about rock and roll photographer. He had pictures mm -hmm. from back in the in the 60s, you know, San Francisco, Free Love, all that wow, stuff. Yeah. So he was he was back then. And uh, another one uh uh yeah, was it Steve Brazel. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's, oh. a, he's a friend, you know, uh, okay. Steve Brazel. Yeah, Steve Brazel he, was on a while ago. I don't ago. know him personally, but um, I'm in uh, Todd O'Young's Discord. It's like a music photography Discord. And he's on there a lot giving advice. And he seems super nice and he willing is. to share yeah. whatever he knows. Like he's, yeah, he's pretty active on there. And I know he has a podcast as well. Yes, which started here. Yeah, ah, I started okay. on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, we used to host his podcast here on the on Twip, and then he branched out and, you know, kind of transplanted it out of the garden into his own pot over there, which is now big. Gotcha. So yeah, so that was good. Yeah, so Steve is a great guy. He's a he's one of those photographers who is multi talented. You know, he's a disc jockey in LA mm -hmm. in his non shooting time. So he's got that voice and all that. Yes. And then, you know, then he's a talented concert photographer on top of that. So he's like a, mm -hmm. he's like a multiple threat, you know, yeah. going on, but very talented. So, you know, segue into the, the grant itself. So you are, you're, a, you're on the judging panel for this grant, which I'm guessing what is four or five people that are kind of making these decisions. How does that flow? I believe so. So basically, um, Polly of Black Women Photographers worked with Flickr and Smug Mug, and she told me she had me in mind after I won the grant because I had mentioned, I was like, oh, I've been on Flickr since 2004, and I think that was the year it started. Like, mm -hmm. I just started throwing, you know, really not good photos that I took with this two megapixel. Everybody did. Yeah. yeah, camera at the time. Yeah, exactly. It was like the beginning of social media, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. she mentioned me and they found a photo that I recently took, I think back in May or June, um, of an artist named June McDoom. And I used a filter and it's got like this swirling light. So the theme of the contest is light in motion. So we're just mm. basically looking for images that our interpretation of that theme it can be anything just light and motion you know and that's pretty much you know kind of what photography is it's like you know capturing light right um yeah. so i yeah. i'm really excited to see how people interpret interpret light and motion like what that means to them and it can be anything like i did it at a concert but people can do really fun abstract type of work or you long know, exposures yeah painting with or light, someone, all that if, if someone's into astronomy like taking photos of the stars like they could do it could be open to anyone which i really like i like that it's general and you can interpret it however you want and 
submit it and then possibly win $2,500 to do, you know, whatever you need. Like you could buy a new camera, buy a new lens, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, buy some for, lights, right? <laughs> yeah, buy some fancy lights, do whatever yeah. you need to continue doing photography, which is really, yeah. really great. Yeah. Light in motion. Yeah. Cause light by definition is in motion anyway. So pretty much everything yeah. you capture, you know, technically, but you could get down to the semantics of it and say, oh, everything is light <laughs> is always in motion. Right. Uh, or, you know, I, 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 as a, as a contest judge, not for this one, but you know, I've played one before. Um, I would not recommend being kitschy like that. Right. Where right. it's like, well, it, you know, this portrait is light so technically how come I didn't win you know you want to be a little bit more creative Mm -hmm. with the with the topic yeah than that yeah no no that's exciting so then uh so the judges on the panel so you guys will run through what are some of the the criterion you personally as a judge look for because I know you see these when I judge a contest like we we recently judged uh the world photographer Flickr's world photography day contest Mm -hmm. and um I was one of the judges on that and I just remember this mountain of images, you know, cause they're all in Flickr, right? So looking at the number right. on top of the gallery and like, okay. So, and you know, <laughs> each one of those photos, somebody put their heart and soul into right. it. And it's, so it's kind of you know, hard to like dash. Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. Cause I could imagine people with like shaky, nervous fingers hitting the submit button on their image right. that they worked on forever. And then you're going to look at it. Nope. Nope. Right. You know, like that. So what about you? Like, how do you, how do you kind of separate the, the okay shots from the great shots? Yeah. I, I feel like it's kind of hard to explain. Like I, there are definitely some images I look at and I have like a visual reaction or I gasp or something. It's just like, (laughs) if something like hits me, you kind of just know, right. It's kind of hard to be like, well, I'm looking for this in particular. It's just like, I just, I'll just look for good composition and just something that is expressive in the photo that kind of make it interesting and something that you want to see again and again and again, kind of, that's what I think I'm going to be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Like when I'm looking at these images, like when I do the first pass on a group of images, I tend to zoom out as much as I can and kind of, you know, kind of look at it almost, almost with blurred eyes to kind of see mm-hmm. what is popping out for me and making, making a mental note of, oh, that one kind of caught my eye, that one. And usually what catches my eye, you know, completely subjective, but what catches my eye normally is saturated colors. Cause I tend to like that. And mm-hmm. Uh, if depending on the shot, if it's a portrait or something, you know, of course the shallow depth of field, but then also simplicity and, um, symmetry. I think Mm -hmm. those are the things that kind of get me. If there's some Mm -hmm. mix of those in there and there's a, a story that's being conveyed with these, those tools, then it's like, oh, wow, that's an amazing shot. Like ocean with white boat and one wispy cloud and then some other color bang in there, you know, just then that would, that kind of gets me, but it's different for every judge. Right. And and then it's also based, like you said, light and motion, it's based on that. And, you know, so yeah, it's fun. These contests, these contests are, or, are or challenges, whatever you want to call them are are really interesting. What do you, what do you think about that? Cause we've had on the podcast, we've had discussions about contests and challenges and PPA ascension and, you know, all, all the, all the different things like the, the criterion by how images are judged and the subjectivity of it. We've talked about that all the way through to what is a photograph. 
you know, right. all that stuff. So with like the future, I know this is an unanswerable question, but oh, the future of that space, like the contest and judging space, do you see it kind of continuing on the way it is? or changing into something else because like personally i feel like it's it's ready for that whole space is ready for some kind of morph because i feel like mm. the that feedback loop of photography and getting someone looking at it, especially of your caliber and experience to look at an image and say yes this is a good image is gold for especially a beginning photographer but where is it going do you think we're going to stay kind of where it is in terms of that space or is there, there okay. room for I improvement yeah, I think I, I hope it grows and um, yeah. like a lot of these like contests get, um, I want to say like not younger, but I feel like a lot of the contests have like a, not, yeah, I, I just think it's, there are definitely some judging that are, the, the people that make up the judges can be, you know, male and it's just like if right. we get more, <laughs> diversity in that kind of space like there are definitely some younger photographers doing amazing incredible work but you know because maybe they use filters those who are older might not appreciate it as much yeah. and i feel like yeah. we need to bring in people that are doing interesting work of all levels so yeah. that's the only way i can see it improving like it's not just one set of people that's looking. huge though i mean yeah. that's that i a hundred percent agree with you <laughs> from from several different angles right because it's yeah you know uh what is it just like the low-hanging fruit racial diversity in there of course mm -hmm. you know we we need that and then gender diversity whichever shade Absolutely. you are we need more of that representation in photography we need uh, it, it just goes on and on of course different genres even the the format that people are shooting i was having this conversation with someone the other day about vertical video you know mm -hmm. and the rise of tiktok and youtube mm -hmm. shorts and and the numbers around that versus other things because the it was a i'm a I'm not, I'm not a, okay, everything needs to be vertical video now type person, you know, when it comes to that orientation, I'm more of a, Hey, it's the right tool for the right job. That's the audience. Right. That's what the audience wants. Serve them that, you know, people, yeah. you know, just do more of that because that's what clearly what people are doing and trillion yeah, dollar companies. What resonates with people. Yeah. Trillion dollar companies are behind it. So mm -hmm. how am I better than a trillion dollar company, you know, making those <laughs> kind of decisions. Uh, but it's a change, right? The vertical video mm -hmm. was poo-pooed just years ago, right? It's like right. vertical video. Oh, you don't know how to turn your camera horizontally. You must be in... now. It's it's a thing, right? Yeah. So, and that's one of the things that needs representation. It's that that kind of evolution or change in how we capture and present content, media, photography, whatever it is. It's those little little nuances in the zeitgeist that. Yeah it out that kind of push it forward so yeah i i think it's i think it's overall it's it's very exciting and the grant you know what what are the dates what are the deadlines for the grant for people to yeah. submit and where where do they go to submit so i think the deadline like applications close on october 6th which is mm -hmm. really soon um yeah. and in order to apply you need to be a member of Flickr and a member of the black women photographers group on Flickr. So I think those are the only two requirements, super easy. 
Um, just aside sign up from for- being actually being <laughs> one of those those three yes. things: a black woman and a, a photographer. photographer and, you know, yeah, oh, black so a woman you, and photographer. <laughs> you are a black woman or black non-binary photographer. You know, yeah. you sign up for Flickr if you don't have an account, and that's you know free to do. If you have mm-hmm. a photo you want to submit, you have to be a member of the Black Women Photographers Flickr group and you just submit it and we will take a look after the applications close on October 6th. Okay, that's great. Well, that brings up another question. So that's the, so you, so Black women, right? This is mm-hmm. Black women photographers. So it, what's the nuance in there? Is it, and what, what's the cutoff? Because we know, you know, we're in this whole global slash national conversation about gender identity, and right. those I think sorts it's of open things. to so both. What's you, I, yeah, I think I think if you would identify as a woman or non-binary person, and you're black, you are open to cool. apply for the cool for the grant okay. and be a awesome. member of Black photographers. Very good. Very good. Cool. Okay. So then the other question. This is that that's a controversial question. Like, ugh, you know, bag of worms. Don't want to touch that or have that conversation. But I do because we're this wicked photo. But the uh, the other question on the other side of that is the type of content that people can submit. We've also been having an ongoing conversation about artificial intelligence and, you know, generative AI and all these things that Photoshop is doing with Firefly and, you know, right. Journey and Dolly and all these different things that are changing the photography industry in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. How does that impact a contest like this? If someone, for example, submits an image that is 100% generated by AI, but looks photorealistic right. uh, and you don't catch it as being AI, does it matter? Mm-hmm. Or is it just another image? I think it's just another image. Um, it's just says submit a photo mm-hmm. aligned with the theme of light and motion. So mm-hmm. I'm interpreting that as a photo you have taken with a camera. It can be any camera. It can be a film camera. It can be a digital camera. As long as it's defined as a camera, a photo, yeah. Mm -hmm. Whatever Mm -hmm. camera you have and you apply it to the theme of light and motion, that is eligible. I would say that anything generated by AI is not a photo. Needs to be taken with a camera of some sort. It doesn't have to be... An expensive digital camera. It can be a film. Like a lot of people are turning to film photography now. It could be a film photo. It could be a phone photo. Whatever you have that's a camera. That's captured with a camera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've got, you know people that that will dissect that because the the dissection will come in the forms of okay well if i take it with a camera and then import it into the computer and then add a hot air balloon in there you know later (laughs) or throw a big super moon over new york city in there you know am i still eligible so compositing basically do you feel what do you think about that and I know you're not writing the rules, so I'm just yeah. I'm like, I'm not writing yeah. the rules. I'm just gonna look at the photos and be like, hey, this is my life. But if you see uh, one as a judge, you see yeah. one that is passable as a you know, let's say scenario, you see a, a photo comes across and it's clearly AI, like you got swell mm-hmm. fingers or something, you know. So it's clearly, <laughs> clearly AI in there. A, what do you do? And then B, you see a photo that comes across. It's beautiful. It catches your eye. It makes you gasp. Like you mm-hmm. said, uh, do you, but it has, it's composited, but it's done well. You know, it's a composite because mm-hmm. it's a situation that could not happen in real life. So, you know, it's composited, but it's beautiful. 
do you like in those two situations, full AI composited AI, what does Edwina do when these come across your screen? Oh man, I would probably <laughs> set it aside for further discussion later discussion. with the rest of the judges. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's the easiest thing to do, like have a conversation with the rest of the judging panel and kind of come to an agreement like, is this acceptable for the contest yeah. or Smart. Do we go with another contestant that has, you know, kind of stuck to the rules and didn't use AI? Like, I feel like right. composition in Photoshop is fine. Like, you know, it is a tool, right? Like Photoshop yeah. has been associated with photography for a long time. So I'm not hesitant to be like, well, you know, this person took two different layers that composed of right. new photo. It's just like. I think I would be open to it. I would probably just bring it to the rest of the panel to discuss further rather than being like, no, you know, Smart. like I'm, I'm a big fan of double checking. <laughs> so yeah, that's no, that makes sense, especially would... now. We're yeah. now, right? Because we're, we're in this weird gray area of this AI stuff floating all, it's touching everything, right? So it's all right. over the place. And companies like Flickr, SmugMug, um, and you know, others in the industry, the the big question that gets bigger and bigger every day is how do you deal with those images mm -hmm. like especially if you're doing something like this it's a contest and you're accepting images from the public gotta gotta have a hard line on what is acceptable and what is not and problem with that is if you say ai is not acceptable in a contest like this now you got to figure out how to find the ai right, right. it becomes it I mean, becomes but, yeah thousands hundreds of thousands of images to go through you could say yeah we can look at each one and, oh the shadows are wrong on this one you know mm -hmm. you can't do that on mass you got to figure out right. you know a yeah. way to deal with it i mean yeah. i know lightroom has like ai capabilities like there's a denoise function that i have used right. to remove so that's technically ai that's ai yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can split those hairs all the way back to the camera you know your nikon is using yeah. ai for focusing so exactly. can you not you have to shoot manual now <laughs> right so and if you're driving to the concert to shoot your your uh image are mm -hmm. you using gps are you use are you yeah. you know you have one of those self-driving cars you're using ai you know mm -hmm. regardless of uh, what? So yeah, it's, that's a whole different, I think that's, I was going to say that's a whole different interview conversation, but that's literally an ongoing thing that mm -hmm. I think it's going to take many, many years to kind of settle both morally yeah. and legally and, you know, from copyrights, all the different aspects of it, you know, we need to get some sort of hard line on it that no one's, it's not going to be a uniform, everybody agrees on this, it's going to be right. a you know, how do we upset the least amount of people <laughs> if we if if they care? Um, yeah, that that's that's really interesting. The, so the other other thing I want to chat with you about is there's so much. I'm kind of compressing it all down. Uh, but the uh, Flickr and your experience with Flickr. Since you said you started using Flickr in 2004, I think. It yeah. Was. yeah. Yeah. So 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 back then, me too. I mean, I think I was. <laughs> around there somewhere i think it's maybe five or six i have to look at my Flickr account but it mm -hmm. was in the aughts right <laughs> so yeah it, but uh i remember back then the mode was Flickr is kind of like they were almost crowdsourcing your photographer your photography mm -hmm. so i'd go out i was living in la at the time so i go out and do a model shoot over a headshots or something uh -huh. and then upload 
50 images <laughs> in there and whichever one got the most likes oh that's the one you know <laughs> so like crowdsourcing the culling of the of that's the shoot i don't think i yeah. did that i would just like kind of treat it like how i do now it's just like i edit put it on Flickr, and then it's just there because i i'm definitely bad with like dates and times and locations so it's yeah. like oh i know i've taken a photo of this artist there so it's like i'll search my Flickr account and be like oh it was this date you know in this location yeah. so but i also used to use it more for the social aspect like there were a lot of sure. new york photographers that would meet up and do like photo walks together Mm -hmm. So I remember that, like going to meetups at bars and then just walking around certain neighborhoods. Like I remember going on a Red Hook walk once. So yeah. I definitely was more active in like the social aspect, but I also kind of use it as like, here's all my work that I've done. Here's the yeah. repository and people will find what they're looking for on my account. So, yeah. but now it's kind of like, yeah, I just kind of once something's published, I try to remember, okay, I need to upload it to Flickr because somebody will find it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's interesting. So the, with the social aspect of it and Flickr, for those who are not re-familiar with it, because most of us as mm -hmm. photographers were familiar with Flickr at one point and then, you know, other services popped up, you know, it's yeah. just a ton. You could name <laughs> off a whole list of, from Instagram to 500, 500 px, PX on yep. all of them you know <laughs> kind of came in and over time that modality that you're discussing that kind of you know i can find my niche and my group of photographers and share and exchange and learn from them that full-on raw community aspect kind of got diluted a little bit and went into mm -hmm. this never-ending stream of photos that you can interact with comment on and like and mm -hmm. then it's over Right. And it okay. just keeps going unless it goes viral. And then there's a longer conversation on it, but right. nothing like, oh, I can go back to this group and see what a bunch of photographers that like to shoot macro are doing or macro mm -hmm. pictures of doorknobs, you know, right. so millions of groups in there for every niche. Are you still using Flickr the same way you used it when you first started? Or is it, like you said, is it more just like throw all my stuff up there and people can find it? It is my internet for my, yeah. my work. I think I started out the first way and has now gone to the second way just because yeah. I'm out shooting a lot and I just don't have time, unfortunately. Yeah. Like I have a full-time mm -hmm. job on top of going out and doing concerts on evenings and weekends. So it's, yeah, I just don't have time for social I think. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it's great. Like sometimes, you know, people will find old photos of mine and they're like, oh, I'm writing something about this specific artist at this show. Like, so it's, it's nice that I have them on Flickr because people will find it and I get random emails from time to time. And it's just like, oh, I completely forgot about this. And you yeah. want to use this photo for this thing? Sure. You know? Oh, interesting. So it's like an ongoing almost a journal of your work over yeah, time. Yeah, it kind of feels like people... an archive more and more. Like I, yeah. there was this uh, concert series here called The Pool Parties, where mm -hmm. it was literally a, an abandoned pool for a long time and people threw concerts in the pool, like you stood in the pool. It's now a working pool again, but like I remember that being a big thing for Flickr. Like I have a giant set of literally all the images I took that, were in that pool so it's yeah i feel like a lot of my archive is on Flickr. like in addition to lots of external hard drives and the cloud 
I have yeah. it on Flickr to kind of easily refer to, especially if people are reminiscing on a show that they went to, they'll probably find my photo of that show. Absolutely. Wow. That, that is really cool. Are you using the, I'm, I'm guessing you're not using Flickr exclusively. Like what are you using for your, oh. your other work, you know, and all that, you know, it's, it's okay to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. I have my website. So basically yeah. if I shoot a show, I try to do a post on my website and I have a newsletter that, I have a friend that she was just like, I don't check Facebook much anymore. I think you should do a newsletter. So I started doing a newsletter and every month, you know, you get all the posts that I went up and whenever I cover something, I try to post on my website being like, this is what I covered. Here's the link to the gallery. Cause I mean, there are a lot of, I've seen a lot of sites die. So I just feel like if I have a post on my website, it kind of archives at least a place I control. Um, yeah of the event that covered. And if the website goes away for any reason, I have at least that post on my website. Um, so I have my website, I have an Instagram, I have a Twitter that I'm probably not going to update much anymore. Thanks to the recent terms about, uh, what Elon wants to do with AI in your posts. Um, uh, let's see website, Instagram newsletter, and Flickr is another place where I keep yep. photos and yep. yeah, just the random places that I contribute to. So if I shoot something for Brooklyn Vegan, I have posts on there. If I shoot yeah. something for Presents, I think they post to Tumblr. Um, Impose Magazine has their website. So it just depends like what I'm covering. And But if I cover something, generally I try to put it on my website just so I have a record of it. Yeah. I feel like Flickr, I feel like Flickr for a lot of folks uh, is that like, like we said before, that sort of journal of your work Mm -hmm. for a number of reasons. Like you mentioned looking back in time and seeing your evolution of ca- of camera bodies and how mm-hmm. that has changed over time really easy to do in Flickr because it is really yeah, it's good right about there on the right side it's just like this all the metadata with- yep <laughs> yeah yeah it's all there so that's 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 one of the good things it's interesting just how you like you and maybe some of a lot of other people use that service Flickr from a how do you incorporate it into your okay I have this gallery over here let's say you, you know Smug Mug. So you have your gallery for professional stuff over on Smug Mug. It's highly mm-hmm. curated and you got this and, you know, all the things. And then Flickr, which is more of a consumer or prosumer site, I feel like, and I, you know, I'm not speaking for the company, Flickr team, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, from a photographer standpoint, I feel like Flickr is more of like what you said. It's more of, hey, I went to this event or I did this shoot and here are more shots of that mm-hmm. instead of just the the shots that got selected by the client or the ones that I retouched or whatever. Here are a little bit more. Right. So yeah. you can kind of get a feel for what I was shooting and more of the story behind it, which contributes to that the community aspect of Flickr where, oh, wow, like we're going to talk about in a minute, the Beyonce concert, you know, a bunch of images from the Beyonce concert get posted on Flickr, Mm -hmm. whereas you're not going to put those on your personal site or on your blog or wherever, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're not even Instagram. You may put one or two on Instagram, but the the story, the photo story is going to live over on Flickr because it makes sense. Is that how you you approach it like that? Yeah, I would say when I edit for you know, a site that I'm covering for like Barry presents is a great example. They have a limit to what they can post. So when I do my full edit, the full edit goes on 
you know, Flickr and then those, you know, my selects, I guess, go to Bowery Presents. So you might see some stuff on Flickr that didn't make it to Bowery Presents. Maybe it was similar to another image and I was just, you know, you know, I was just like more select. I preferred one image over the other. They're both mm -hmm. on Flickr. So it's kind of like I'll do, you know, my full edit, edit, you know, export everything and then upload everything to Flickr and then the site that I deliver to gets a smaller, more concise yeah. edit. Yeah. 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 Right tool for the right job. Right. It, yeah. makes, it makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. There's just so many, there's so many tools that we have and, you know, and I'm not just saying this because I'm affiliated with Flickr and SmugMug, but mm -hmm. it's so interesting from like, even, even the this week in photo perspective, how the, the drama train that was Flickr over time, because I've watched it as kind of a, you know, the podcaster in the photography space. I've interviewed some of the founders of Flickr and mm -hmm. I even used to work at Yahoo way back in the day. I was going to so say, because it got sold to Yahoo and then... It got sold to Yahoo and then Verizon and, <laughs> and then it's yeah. just been this hot potato and photographers, I remember like, you know, and then SmugMug bought Flickr. So the photographers like, what's going to happen? Is Flickr okay, going to yeah. be around? You know, it's not going to post anything there for now because I don't know what's what's yeah. the state of that thing. And I don't want to have to, you know, download all my images again. Because we've seen that happen before where a mm -hmm. service will just lights out. Google does it all the time. You know, we are no longer yeah. as of this date going to support this thing that we said we were going to support forever. Right. Right. So, yeah, but the, the thing I learned about Flickr after joining the company is how much effort that company, the parent company of Flickr, uh, believes in photography, and mm -hmm. especially from the, the aspect of how important photography is. Not just a, hey, how can we get more users in here? Or how can yeah. we monetize this? Or how can mm -hmm. we do that? It is at its core it's it's almost hard to articulate it's um, it's at its core the team there believes in photography in fact the the corporate kind of saying is building a better world through the power of photography so you know having that underlying dna and all the alliances that they've built including like the flicker foundation etc to mm -hmm. make sure because one of my fears even joining the company was yeah i gotta use flicker now am i gonna lose my images would they shut it down or whatever Day one, my fears were alive because they were like, oh, you know, the it will we, I'll, I'll put links to all this stuff in the post. But there are these these programs in place at Flickr that make sure that your work is going to be around forever, you know, mm -hmm. for for, you know, forever in quotes. Right. So, yeah. It, so I have no 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 worries about that. It's just, you know, they're Flickr's working on a bunch of stuff to kind of bring it up to date and make it more but without sacrificing the the magic that is Flickr, I think is their yeah. their challenge over there. While also combating the negative brand equity of, you know, well, you're on Flickr. That was my dad was on Flickr back in the day, you know. So you know, there's a which is there's a lot of work to be done, but it's fun work, I think, because mm -hmm. it's 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 all for for a good cause. Um, Edwin, I want to wrap this up with uh, just I'm going to give you some give you a chance to give some final words about the grant you know, to the photographers that may be watching this and want to participate in that grant and put an image or two in there, some words of wisdom from Edwina Hay, you know, concert photographer in <laughs> Brooklyn. And I got to say, just footnote, concert photographer in Brooklyn, you know, based in Brooklyn, shooting in and around the New York City, Tri-City area, that is the holy grail for a lot of <laughs> That feels like you know 
everything. You got, you know, bands come to town, you know them, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna come have a drink. We're gonna be partying <laughs> in this penthouse. Or it, it just I, is it that I is wish it, it was like that. I'm just <laughs> my parents lived here and I was born here, so it's just like I was very lucky. Um yeah. but yeah, it's just I yeah, I, I don't see myself being anywhere else it's kind of nice being in a major market where bands want to play and bands live and are playing whenever especially during the summer there are free concerts all the time um yeah so we're very lucky to, yeah. to work here um but about the contest uh yeah people have until october 6th to enter um light in motion whatever that means to you capture it in a photo and join the black women photographers group on Flickr and submit there. I think you could just add it easily to the group. And then after October 6th, the judges and I will have a meeting and start going through the entries and selecting a winner to get $2,500, which is not a small amount of money, especially it's not insignificant. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty generous and you can do a lot with that, especially if you're looking to upgrade or acquire new gear, like that can just basically offset a lot. <laughs> I was working yeah. on, you know, saving up for a new camera when I was granted one and it's pretty life-changing because I had been putting things aside. Like I was like, Oh, I want to take a class, you know, for flash photography. And I talked myself out of it. I was like, no, I'm saving. And then I won it. And then it was just like, well, I have no excuse not to do the thing I want to do. So hopefully we can do that for someone else. That's great. That is great. That's what these grants are all about, right? It's that little, it's validation. Well, it's a lot, right? Because it's contests and it's getting off your butt to submit, shoot or, and, or submit an image. And you got to have that kind of courage to get over that hump to expose Mm -hmm. your, your work to other people like that. Uh, And then it's, the camaraderie, I guess, around the other images that are submitted in there and kind of getting inspired by seeing the other work of other photographers that are like you that are Absolutely. putting images in and like, oh, maybe I want to try that. You know, that looks mm-hmm. cool. And then then it's just like if you win, it's that it's got to feel good. Right. Because yeah. there's going to be a ton of images and exceedingly smart people and talented photographers looking at these images. It's backed by this big old company. And mm-hmm. then they say, hey, you, we, of all the submissions, we think you're the one and here's a bunch of stuff, right? right. That, that, I think that's life-changing in a lot of ways. Cause that could Absolutely. stop, that could turn somebody from, you know, I'm tired of this photography stuff. I'm going to go try stamp collecting to, yeah. I'm really going to give this thing a go. Cause I feel yeah. like I have the horsepower to push it forward. And sometimes that's all it takes is a little bit of push, a little bit of encouragement mm-hmm. to literally change someone's trajectory. Um, which is which is really really cool. So I want to I want to end this with um, Queen Bee, a little okay. little, little, <laughs> little Beyonce, a little Beyonce in there. Um, yeah. So and I want to I want to tie it in, you know, because I'm the interviewer, so I have to yes. make sure everything is has connective mm-hmm. tissue. The connective tissue of talking about Beyonce in the context of this is the the photography aspect of it. So when you went there. And I know the answer to this, but I'm re-answer. I'm going to re-ask you the question on air. So when you went there, you did not bring your full Nikon kit and lenses <laughs> and no, all that because <laughs> prohibited, right? So, yes. Yeah. So so then the I guess the crux of my question is, you went there as kind of a civilian. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the civilians have these mobile phones with them all the time. Uh-huh. Have these gotten to a point yet where you'd feel comfortable using this? Not for your job job, right? Because oh, you're yeah. not going to get, you're not going to get close up, emotive, low light shots of somebody, you know, mm-hmm. singing into a microphone with the phone, not yet at least, or maybe the 15 could do it. I don't know. Right. But, but can you get usable shots using a state-of-the-art mobile phone in a venue like that with crazy lighting and low light and highlight and spot, you know, all this stuff. Is it possible? I think it would be possible if I was standing a lot closer to the stage than I was, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I feel like people up front probably got great stuff that I, I was further back on the floor. Like I had pretty mm-hmm. good seats, but I was further back on the floor. So I feel like um, she had a, an extension from the stage that went in a circle. So that's like the mm. stage. And then, you know, so I feel like if you were in that circle right there, yeah, you probably got something that's much better than I would have gotten. So I think it depends on where you're positioned, you know, like if she's yeah. standing right next to you, like, yes, you're going to get a way better photo than I could get further back. But yeah, I think, yeah, I think it depends on, especially as cameras, like yeah, the iPhone. I haven't looked at the specs of the iPhone 15, but I'm currently rocking the 12. So I'm like, there's nothing I got with that. That's great, you know. Like yeah, maybe yeah. the 13 or 14, sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's 12. 12 and is I no size like the, of the camera. And, and so I was gonna don't, say, don't... I feel like the Android Google phones have really fantastic cameras on it too. So if someone has Absolutely. like a Google phone that was right next to her, I'm sure they got something that's you know yeah. worth printing. Isn't that interesting use. though? You, I mean, you've, you've been to probably countless concerts in your, in your life, but isn't it interesting how the, I don't know where the point of inflection was, or maybe it's been like this all along, but the ticket price of when you buy a ticket, the further back you are, the cheaper the tickets, right? So the closer to the front you are, the more expensive, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, you know, insanely more expensive as you get i don't know what they cost at a beyonce concert but getting right next to the stage and i was just thinking about it that price sure you want to be close to the artist you want to see them and maybe they'll look at you or whatever Mm -hmm. so you want to you want to get that energy but i think from my perspective that price is more of getting a good shot so i'm not paying to be you know close or whatever to the to the artist you know for for whatever personal reasons I'd pay that extra money just to ensure that I got a good shot when I showed mm-hmm. up in there. Do they can't, do they police that at a Beyonce concert? Like, are you allowed to pull out your phone and record and take photos and all that? So there were signs saying that uh, photography wasn't allowed, but literally everybody had their phones out. So it's kind yeah. of hard to be like, That's yes. unenforceable. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, you know, we saw signs that were like, no, photography but then literally you know all the photos and videos i got it's just like a sea of phones on the floor like everybody's taking photos and videos like it's kind of yeah yeah. i think they can enforce like so i saw her at the caesar superdome in new orleans um when it was the tour was originally announced that was the tour end but due to production issue the kansas city show that was sunday yesterday was the tour end um so like I know on this website, they were like no pro cameras. So you can't, so even if I wanted to bring my Z cameras, I couldn't, they were like no sure. cameras. Yeah, you're not pressed. Yeah. 
which I, you know, doesn't mean like you could bring a point and shoot camera that does not have a removable lens. Like that's what that means. So it's just like, you can get cameras in and then it said no photography, but everybody was using their phones and technically you could bring a point and shoot camera, which I did. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah. just like, yeah. I mean, the real the, the real story there is that you own a point and shoot camera. <laughs> I do, I do. Well, like what, I find it a what lot point easier and shoot does Edwina Hay shoot with <laughs> when she doesn't have her big Nikon glass? It is a Sony RX uh, 106. I think they're up to seven now. Um, yep. It shoots yep. raw. It's a great little camera. And I love it as a travel camera because it's not like I like you know mirrorless and dslr cameras are heavy and then you have a lens and do you want to switch lens and it's just like this camera goes from i think 24 to 200 so it's like a great travel camera walking around camera what have you so if i don't have um a photo pass i'll bring it to shows like i brought it to madison square garden for the cure and rage against the machine and run the jewels last summer so it's like if i put in and i can't get it then I'll bring my little camera and see what I get. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's the, yeah. I mean, I think when you, when you get your 15, if you're going to get an iPhone, you know, another iPhone, <laughs> but if, if when you get your, uh, your iPhone 15 pro, that'll probably, I'm guessing, take the place of that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll see. I don't know. I still like it. I like having like a small camera that I can fit in my pat, my bag or my pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah, when I went on my honeymoon, I had like a mirrorless Fuji and I ended up selling that and putting that towards the point and shoot because it's smaller and I don't have to worry about different lenses. It's like all there and it's kind of nice That's... to have it, you know, have a camera. Yeah, that it, it's purpose built, to... right? Yeah. It, and you, like if I go to a friend's party or anything, I could bring that and it's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get yourself a Leica. Over to B and H, get yourself. A... Ooh, I would love it. I would love to. It's the fashion, you know. It's the fashion kind of bling, the bling version of of camera. Yeah. yeah I, like right I, now, I don't think Sony I've ever even shot well. a Leica. Yeah, I was like, I yeah, they they look so good, and so many famous yeah. you know photographers have used them. Like I think I think Gary Winogrand was a a Leica person, so it's just like it's a camera that I've see the images that it's made and i'm like i want it but i don't know maybe i have to win a <laughs> very large <laughs> <Great. crowd. laughs> exactly yeah well i mean yeah and then you get into like the leica m i think it was are you familiar mm -hmm. with that model this is just yeah. monochrome for i i don't even know what the price of that thing is like when i saw it i was like oh yeah okay, just keep going it's not not for me um but i have a friend that bought that leica m and oh, wow. I, yeah and he i am like why like why because logically it doesn't make sense like it shoots mm -hmm. monochrome only you could buy a quote traditional camera and just and then shoot convert. monochrome only yeah. yeah and just yeah no or in camera just everything i see mm -hmm. is monochrome and it's shooting shooting yeah. the raw file but it's giving me a monochrome jpeg right yeah, yeah um and his response to why he got that camera was he wanted the forced restriction of only shooting black and white monochrome yeah like back in the day all you mm -hmm. had was black, that was and, black white and white film. film yeah that's it yeah yeah i, so I said my, yeah. my response to that was why don't you just get a black and white camera and really go for it <laughs> you know just go get just get some ilford we'll just get black a film and camera black and white film yeah <laughs> they still really make black and white film 
<laughs> they, do. they do. I mean, if you want the pain, you go for the real pain. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. So let's let's leave it right there, Edwina. Um, what are the, so just to close the loop on the Beyonce concert? How was it? Was it good? Did you enjoy it? It was amazing. Was it, um, yeah. She, yeah, it was amazing. Like I, when I heard Renaissance come out, I was like, oh, she made a dance record, and not every song could be a singles. Like I want to hear these live. So my husband and I knew, like we were in it. We were like, we're going, um, yeah. and it was incredible. And it looks like she's releasing a film that basically shows the tour and the visuals and it's going to come to IMAX and we're going in December. So December 3rd, we're going to see <laughs> Renaissance in IMAX and I'm really excited. Um, wow. Yeah. It, I highly recommend it. I'm sure like it, IMAX is going to sound and look really great. Oh yeah. It's going to be insane. Yeah. It's going to be insane. You know where I'd want to see that. Have you seen that new venue that they built in Las Vegas? The big the dome? Sphere. Yes. The I have I, Yeah. I think you too is doing a show there now. I haven't. Are they? Oh yeah. Wow. I think, I think I just read that you two has a show there now. Yeah. Cause there's another sphere in, uh, and that's, that's, it's called the MSG sphere, I believe. Cause it's, it's produced by Madison square garden actually. Mm. And there's another one across the pond. I want to say it's in London, but somewhere in Europe, there's another one. I think it was the first one that they okay. built. And the second one was in Vegas. And I think they're going to build another one somewhere else. But imagine seeing Beyonce <laughs> in that thing, oh, you know, because it's supposed, it's supposed to be incredible. The acoustics in there are supposed to be just out of this world and then mm -hmm. the visuals and, you know, right. so I, I can't imagine somebody with the, with the production power of a Beyonce team, going in there with that kind of you know stage and platform yeah. I'm thinking, to deliver think about your ending kind of... i don't want to say what it is but like if you've seen the show the show and if you see the movie summer renaissance how she ends the show i'm like seeing that in the sphere would be insane like i can't even wow. imagine <laughs> bucket list bucket list <laughs> <laughs> All right, Edwina. So if people want to get in touch with you, hire you, ask you questions or otherwise connect with you online, what's a what's a good place for them to point their browsers? Sure. Uh, my website is this is not a photograph dot com. Um, I got the name from a Mission of Burma song back in uh, 2006. Uh, so I have a lot of posts going back that long. Um my Instagram is rnotphotos, A-R-E-N-O-T-P-H-O-T-O-S. That's uh, the username. I think um, Facebook, I'm Edwina Hay Photography. Um, on my website, I have a contact page. I think I have my email address up on my Instagram. So there's ways to contact me um, if you have any questions or uh, want to hire me, like you said, I love to hear from you, but I'm also happy to answer people's questions about concert photography. Usually if someone has a question, I'm like, you need to go to Todd O'Young's site, which is ishootphotos.com. Um, he has a lot of information and resources on how to get started. And basically any question you might have about concert photography, he has written about extensively. So I usually just shoot a link over to that because I'm like, I can't say it better than this. So here you go. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm happy to hear, hear from people. So I think those are the best ways to get in touch with me. My website, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm yeah. on Twitter, trying not to use it that much these days. Um, yeah. I think and if they, what about if they want to 
connect with you and look at the the Flickr stuff that you're posting up there? Would oh, they just search your name up there, or is there a no? Name? My username is Eats Dirt, so it's like Flickr.com. I think people slash Eats Dirt, and that is me. You know, you got to explain that, right? You can't just. <laughs> So I had an I had an AOL address, like I was, you know, like when you were creating an email address and things were taken and then it was like, don't you want this plus some numbers? And I was like, I don't want numbers in my username. I was, right. you know. So literally started putting words together and eat dirt was literally the first thing that wasn't taken. So I kind of just <laughs> had that awesome. as my AOL, had my, as my Flickr. It was just like, usually that combination is not taken when, yeah. uh, up for accounts you gotta Don't come up with like a you gotta come up with a bunch of stories about eats dirt where, I know. you know just like you just give her a different one every time like every yeah, time it's, yeah it's, it's eats dirt because you know, there's one time i was trapped on this <laughs> this desert island there was nothing to eat but and the that's dirt all i had <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, was like, have fun with it yeah, yeah that's the straight story it was just like it was literally the first thing on aol that didn't <laughs> like i, I came up it. with that didn't give me a number <laughs> and I was like great you should, that's my- next time you go to Starbucks if you go to Starbucks make sure you, that's the name you give them when they so they can call out eats dirt <laughs> they're like who <laughs> eats dirt your your lattes ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right Edwina thank you so much for this I'm going to keep you to the I'm going to I'm going to hold you to that uh commitment to have you back on the show to talk about concert photography I Absolutely. love to, to chat about that and kind of yeah. get to the get to the bottom of how that happens for the folks that may want to shoot in their local area or even go pro like you, like what are, what are the steps to getting into that industry? But yeah, uh, folks that want to participate in that Flickr grant, you know what to do. We'll have links in the show notes for the, you know, for the various places where you can submit your images or just track it and see who's winning and who's submitting what and all that stuff. If you just want to be in the audience or in the sidelines, but yeah, it should be it should be awesome. And thank you, Edwina, for for giving your time to judge in that contest. I know judging is not easy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's a commitment. It's an honor and a commitment, right? Yes. And it's neither one of those things is is easy because you know the the weight of these these photographers, like we were saying, that went through all this effort to put their work in there. And you, as a judge, having to give it the due diligence that it needs amongst the other sea of images that are in there is not easy, I know. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. And congratulations on all your successes so far. I love to, to see, you know, photographers are just crushing it, you know, and, you know, I'm jealous. I'm going to live vicariously through you <laughs> and your concert. <laughs> so... So, yeah. So, yeah. Keep it keep it moving forward uh, and stay in touch. I'll be in touch definitely about that next interview. And I'll see you when they when they do the announcement for the for the grant. I think that's going to be live streamed, I believe. And I may be on that stream. (laughs) I'm not sure. So, yeah, I'm seeing the last of Frederick Van Johnson. I may be up there. (laughs) Perfect. I'll just invite you. If you're not, I'll just be like, let's bring him in. (laughs) Yes. Bring me in. Yeah, I'm totally interested. All right, Edwina Hay, thank you so much. And you have a good rest of your week. I appreciate you. Thank you, you too. This is Twitter.